Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and as we enter into our More in 24 series, we have already been invited into more hope, more peace, more, uh, today more joy. Our theme for the upcoming year is light, and our hope is for God to shine more light that we might share more light. If you're a regular in worship, you have no doubt heard me say numerous times how amazed I have been at the relevancy of Scripture and the circumstances of the day. It's happened often. Today, I thought I might have to retract those words and maybe revise the statement to say, most of the time, the word is spot on and relevant and appropriate for the day, This Sunday, however, just might be an exception. But Ashley sent me the photo that was on the screen a minute ago. You can pull that back up, Nash, if you don't mind. There we go. (laughs) And although both of us thought it was kind of funny, it was really close to the way that both of us were feeling about Joy Week. Upon further study, however, I maintain my stand. Although this week has seemed far from joyful, joy is indeed present. Sometimes we just have to pay attention. We just have to be intentional about um, God showing us those little glimpses of his glory that cannot be robbed by any situation or circumstance. Um, I think now I can say that the scripture for today is an appropriate attribute, uh, as appropriate as it could be to be assigned for such a time as this. If you were present last week or watched the service online, you have a unique opportunity this week. Last week, we were in the Gospel of John, introducing us to John the Baptist. This week, we're in the Gospel of John, also introducing us to the other John, and yet it's not that camel, hair-wearing, locusts, and honey-eating John the Baptist. This week, we are introduced to this whole different version of the very same person. John shares with a greatly differing perspective about this same individual. The John of John's gospel does not receive the title of John the Baptist. He instead is called John the Witness. And his primary role is not one of baptizing, although he is seen in the passage baptizing others, but the focus is on one who bears testimony or to the one that he calls the light of the world. Mark begins his gospel with this introduction to John. It leaves out the story of the birth of Jesus. John interrupts the story of light coming into the world made flesh with this introduction of this odd character. 
setting the scene in the middle of an interrogation by the Pharisees, John informs us first, or informs them first, of who he is not. John is not the light. He is not Elijah. He is not the prophet. John continues to be odd, but in a different sort of way. He identifies, his identity is defined by Scripture. I am the voice of one crying out into the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. A statement from the prophet Isaiah. So in other words, John says to us, I am who Scripture says I am. A potentially transformational testimony if we all decide to follow suit. I am who Scripture says I am. And his purpose, I baptize with water, but my purpose is to introduce you to the one who is greater than I am, the one who gives me purpose. So here we have a person whose life testimony bears witness to something that is greater than himself. He is special, but he's also simple. His example provides an opportunity for us to learn how to effectively point others toward Jesus. I want to point out once again the humility of John, something we found also pointed out in Mark. He is, he is also, that's also emphasized in the Gospel of John. Humility, a very um, important trait of those who will effectively bear witness to Jesus. And one of the reasons that the church hasn't done it very effectively, because we haven't been very humble about our purpose or about our methods or about our modes. In the Gospel of Mark and John, the light enters into the world, but it isn't a star that shows people the way. It's another human being. It is through a testimony that we realize that God is with us. And I want to pause here to say it doesn't negate the fact that we see God through nature and through God's creation, but it is not the only way. We also see God through the testimony of God's most magnificent creation, each and every one of you. The first testimony of God becoming human is light and the darkness. In his book, Christmas, A Candid History, Bruce David Forbes provides a helpful explanation of the importance of light for early celebrations of Jesus' birth. In the dead of winter, in the midst of the darkest and the shortest days of the year, festivals of light were essential. John's first declaration of incarnation that the light of the world is continually shining when darkness should prevail, speaks to a fundamental human need for light. There is a promise that in the midst of the darkness of humanity, now, now light will shine. And the need is just as prevalent today. You don't need me to tell you that. There is a tremendous need for those who will call attention to light to good, to the promise of hope, to peace and joy and love. The darkness remains. It is still with us. And yet, so does the light that, according to Scripture, has overcome every darkness. 
Several years ago, we took our youth on a wild cave tour at Blanchard Springs Caverns. Amy Goat is still recovering from the trauma of that (laughs) adventure. After sliding down uh, on our bottoms into what they called the Grand Canyon, which I think was a trivial explanation of what that was, and skimming across narrow ridges, we sat down in the center of the cave and our tour guide instructed us to turn off all of our flashlights. All of the cave lights were off. We sat silently in the pitch black. We learned something. Your eyes do not adjust. It remains black for five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five days. We didn't test that part of the theory out. We took her word for it. But after five minutes of not being able to see our hand directly in front of our face, we believed that there would never be the potential for that. And yet, the smallest amount of light, even the flicker from a burning match, and eventually your eyes will adjust and you'll be able to see. So what does it mean to testify to the light? This has been a rough year for this congregation. We've experienced a great deal of loss. The darkness of winter isn't a far stretch of the imagination. Cold, harsh, bitter, painful. All of those are adjectives that describe the climate of the current season. I saw a quote recently somewhere. I can't even tell you for sure where. Don't be afraid of the shadows. It only means there's a light nearby. According to scripture, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. In the time of anticipation and waiting, maybe, maybe the way we prepare To welcome the word made flesh, that Christ child, is by shining the light of God's presence into the shadows of our human brokenness. By bringing good news where it's needed. By binding up the brokenhearted. And instead of thinking that's just a word that's written in scripture, we realize the brokenhearted sit right here in the sanctuary with us. They are inside and outside these walls and in just need of nothing more than your arms to enfold them or a kind word offered or somebody to just sit with them and not try to fix anything but recognize life can sometimes be hard. To proclaim freedom from all that hinders and holds us back, that's the word that we have, people. You don't have to be caught up in those things that block you from seeing God. There is a God that wants to pull you outside of that. And we know that because of testimonies shared by people inside this very room. We are called to help people step back into the fullness of life that God has for them. This is more than just a story. It's truth that is relevant throughout the course of history. During this time of waiting and hopeful anticipation... May we thoughtfully consider the testimony of John as we formulate our own testimonies of word and deed. Because one thing that I have learned is we all have a testimony. We all have a story that is relevant and helpful for somebody else if we allow that to connect with the God of the universe. Do our lives witness to the light of God within. In the midst of darkness disappointments, dreary outlooks. 
because God sent his light into this world. And trying times, they have the potential to yield tremendous testimonies. May God's people bear witness that the light has come. And the light, it is here, right now. Thanks be to God.